It's time for Spotlight on KRWC, our first Wednesday of each month. We focus on happenings with the Wright and Hennepin County FSA Farm Service Agency office in Buffalo. Peggy Reed joins us today to uh, discuss a number of different topics. And uh, Peggy's a county executive director for the Wright and Hennepin County office. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm doing very well. Thank you. That's great. We've got uh, some really, really nice days. Some timely rains here recently, too, I think, to probably recharge the soil moisture a little bit. But um, some really nice uh, dry weather to uh, to get a little harvest done, too. Yeah, I, although I do think the rain kind of is making the harvest slow down a little bit because it's kind of making the beans stocks tougher. And um, I think... You know, the moisture on, I think the moisture on is good, but the stalks, I think, are kind of wet to be harvesting the soybeans, so it makes it a little tougher. And I think the corn, the moisture is kind of varying in all the different areas, and I think we're dealing with multiple heights of corn, so it's going to be an interesting harvest season. Mother Nature kind of has things turned around. This is the time it should be drier so we can get things out instead of wetter, so who knows. Yeah, yeah, so... You're hearing all kinds of stories. I mean, you're hearing that, you know, beans are, are, are fairly dry, you know, they're around 14% or so, and then I'm sure they also vary on that. And corn seems like it's ranging from 17 to 22 to 30, depending upon where you are. So Yeah. Yeah, it's been a tough year. There's no doubt about it. There's been a few little isolated areas that got some rainfall, that things are a little better, but uh, most everybody trying to choke through the drought here. Yes, yes, and and like you said, we can always use the moisture. So, but it would be nice if it could hold off till after they were done with harvest a little bit. So, yeah. Well, we got a lot on our plate here today, so I'm going to let you start out with uh, CRP. I think is the first thing you wanted to mention. Yep. Um, just want to remind everybody that the annual CRP payment should be arriving in your bank shortly. So, um, if your CRP contract started before 2010 or earlier. Those payments should be deposited by the end of the week or early next week. And then if you have contracts that you started in 2011 or later, your payments will not be, wish, will not be issued until after October 12th. And those payments will be deposited within three to five business days after the 13th or 14th. So it takes a little time for them to roll into our system and then for our staff to approve those and then for those to go out and go to the bank. But then also just to remind everybody that, um, you know, we've sent out some information, but if you've had any bank changes, including if your bank ownership has changed, um, your payments could be held up until the office gets this information corrected. And we usually get some type of report or notified if your payment didn't go through to you, and then we usually are getting a hold of you to get that banking information updated so we can get that payment out to you as soon as we can. Um, we usually contact you either by a letter or a, um, a phone call. So. And then um, I just want to remind everybody, as long as we're talking about CRP, um, I, you know, a lot of people put land into CRP, and some people have had land in CRP for many years. Um, but I think some people kind of think that CRP land is a, you put it in and forget about it. But um, there are some requirements in order to stay in compliance with your CRP contracts. Um, the first thing is you have to annually report your CRP acres to FSA on a 578 by July 15th each year. And then um, you also, when you sign up for CRP, you also sign in your conservation plan that you're willing to um, maintain your practice um, 
the way that the conservation plan is set up. So like if you sign up to do grasses, you should be keeping your cover as a grass cover and not letting trees grow up in it. And the same thing, if you have trees, you want to make sure that those trees don't die and it's turning into a grass practice. So that is important that you realize what you're signing on your conservation plan. And then also part of the conservation plan, you also have a mid-contract management practice that is usually included um, to do sometime in the middle of your contract. So, like, if you have a 10-year contract, you can start doing that in year four, five, or six. And then it usually includes um, either doing a mowing on your practice, um, a burning on your practice, or a disking. Sometimes they'll do interseeding on that. Um, but, again, that is determined by your conservation plan. And I just want to remind people that that mid-contract management is part of your conservation contract. And if it's not timely completed, your contract could be out of compliance and you could be in jeopardy of being terminated. Um, and if your contract is terminated because you're out of compliance, you are responsible for refunding all annual payments plus interest, any cost you received on that contract plus interest, SIP payments plus interest, and also there is liquidated damages, which is 25% of your annual rental rate times the CRP acres you have on that contract. Um, and it goes back to the beginning of the contract. So sometimes those repayments can get quite costly. Um, and then also I want to remind you, if you have land on CRP, you are responsible for removing any noxious and weeds, including any volunteer trees. Or again, you could have compliance issues, and then you would fall back into that thing we just talked about having to repay those. Um, and then also, too, if you have a grass practice and you do have volunteer trees coming up and you are not conscious of removing those throughout your contract, um, Sometimes when your land expires in the 10 to 15 years and they look for another CRP sign-up, your land is no longer eligible to be re-enrolled or to be enrolled in sign-up in CRP sign-ups because it doesn't meet the um, eligibility as far as being able to be um, seeded or um, maintained as an egg commodity area. So that's something else to keep in mind. And also another reminder on CRP, um, if you're planning on selling your land, you might want to give us a call because we can calculate a repayment to figure out what the cost for buying the land out of the CRP. Um, because if your new seller does not take over that CRP payment, you are responsible for paying back all those payments plus interest and liquidated damages, If the, like I said, if the new owner doesn't take that over. Um, and also, um, if you get us to um, look at that payment amount, or figure that payment amount, that kind of ensures that you can kind of include that in your sales price when you're selling that land so that your sales price could include enough to pay the CRP contract back if the new owner doesn't want to keep that in CRP. A lot of things to consider. Great program, but, uh, you know, some a little bit of uh, paperwork that uh, comes along with it, too. Yep, yep, and and um, like I said, that mid-contract management came oh, quite a few signups ago, and like I said, we are kind of having some issues with people thinking, you know, well, it looks good, I don't need to do anything with it, and it's like, yeah, well, you said that you were going to, so we try to send out letters on an annual basis when you're trying, when you're getting close to those mid-year on those contracts, so just kind of watch for them and give us a call if you have any questions on those. Very good. Peggy Reed, our guest with the Wright and Hennepin County FSA office in Buffalo. I'll let you get to uh, item two here on the ARC payments. Yeah, and it, like I said, October seems to be payment month. So um, another thing that comes out in October is sometimes your um, ARC PLC payments. Um, and it appears, looking at the numbers there, that the only 2020 
and we are paying for the 2020 program year, um, that the 2020 ARC County payment that will be issued this year will be for wheat in Wright County only. So there will be no wheat payments in Hennepin County. The 2020 wheat payment in Wright County is going to be $21.23 per acre. Um, the payment for our counties are calculated by taking your wheat base on your FSA farm number, and that's if you're still lucky enough to have a wheat base on there. Most of them are corn and soybeans. Then you're going to take that wheat base times 85% times the 21.23, and that would equal your 2020 wheat payment. And then also they do have a sequestration amount that the government set up on there a while ago, um, and that hasn't been determined yet, but in the past it's been around 6%. So your payment could still be reduced by that 6%. The other one is the price loss coverage program, which is still part of the ARC PLC. Um, for 2020, wheat is going to pay at $0.45 cents a bushel, and barley will pay at $0.20 cents a bushel. Again, if you're lucky enough to have either a wheat or a barley base, those payments are going to be calculated by taking those bases times 85% times your PLC yield on the farm. And for wheat, it would be times 45 cents. And then barley would be the same calculation times the 20 cents. And again, those payments will be sequestered. So um, sometime the middle part of October, if like I said, if you do have wheat or barley bases on your farm and you have PLC or if you have wheat and are signed up for Arc County, you could be seeing a small payment coming into your bank in the middle of October on those ones. All right. Uh, and then moving ahead to uh, something for the dairy producers. Yeah, we always have, we also work with the Dairy Margin Coverage Program or with the DMC program, as they call that. And we did just pay um, the August 2021 payment triggered this year or this month for, and that was at $5.25 per hundredweight. Therefore, if you are signed up for the DMC program and the, you selected coverage from $5.50 and above up to $9. You would be we would have been issued a payment around October second, and those payments should be in your bank account or will be in your bank account shortly. And then, just as a reminder, the um, DMC registration has not been announced for 2022 yet. Once the office is notified, I think as we have done in the past, um, we will send out postcards with appointment dates and times on them for you to visit the office. And as a reminder, when you come in to take care of those appointments after we've notified you, you do need to bring in that $100 administrative fee when you register for the 2020 program. Peggy Reed with us with Wright County FSA, right in the Hennepin County FSA office in Buffalo. Uh, something for the orchard folks now. Yeah, we don't always talk about this, and this is a program that we do have available in the office. It's called the Tree Assistance Program. And like I said, this is if, if you're an orchardist or a nursery tree grower and you've experienced, losses, experienced any losses from many natural disasters during the calendar year 2021, you can submit a TAP application either 90 days after that disaster event or the date when the loss was apparent. So if you notice something is wrong with your... Um, Trees, um, TAP provides financial assistance to help you replant or rehabilitate trees, bushes, and vines damaged by those natural disasters. And like I said, eligible tree types include those trees, bushes, or vines that the producer, um, that you produce for an annual crop for commercial purposes. Nursery trees include ornamental fruit, nut, and Christmas trees that are produced for commercial sales. Trees used for pulp or timber are not eligible. Um, to qualify for TAP, the, orchard, the orchardists 
must suffer a qualifying tree, bush, or vine loss in excess of 15% of the mortality from an eligible natural disaster plus an adjustment for normal mortality. The eligible trees, bushes, or vines must have been owned when the natural disaster occurred. However, eligible growers are not required to own the land on which the eligible tree, bushes, or vines are planted. If your app if your TAP application is approved, the eligible tree, bushes, and vines must be replaced within 12 months from the date the application is approved. The cumulative total of the acres planted to trees, bushes, or vines for which you can receive TAP payments cannot exceed 1,000 acres annually. Um, so if you have any questions about TAP, go ahead and feel free to give the right Hennepin County Office a call for any assistance on that. And I will give the number at the end here, so... Um, you can give us a call on that. Sure. Does drought fall into that category, Peggy? Do you know? Yes. I okay. do believe drought is a is an event on that. So um, with the TAP program, it's more, um, you know, it has, it kind of goes by variety. Or um, it, The Christmas tree is a Christmas tree, so it would have to be a 15, greater than a 15% loss on all your Christmas trees in a planted area or a planted field. So. Okay. Very good. All right, next up, livestock forage. Yeah, if you were talking about drought, and I know we've talked about this in the last couple months, but we are still working with that livestock forage program, and there is still time to apply for that program. Um, again, this provides compensa- compensation if you have suffered any grazing losses for covered livestock um, due to drought on privately owned or cash leased land. Um, these benefits are for forage losses on in um, for grazed native pastures, improved pastures, and forage sorghum, sorghum that is grazed in both Wright and Hennepin County. Those are all three of those crops are eligible in both the counties. Um, you must complete your CCC 853 was just basically the application for the livestock program, and you must also provide any required supporting documentation no later than January 31st, 2022, for the 2021 losses. So again, if you have any questions on LFP, you want to call the Wright Hennepin FSA office, and you would probably want to talk to Danielle. She's going to be heading up the program. However, anybody in the office can assist you as well. I guess that kind of dovetails in a way to uh, crop disaster, uh, but this is for non-insured too. Yes. Yep. Um, so our next thing we talk about is a non-insured crop disaster assistance program, or we call it our NAP program. And NAP provides financial assistance to producers who produce crops not covered by your traditional crop insurance. Um, NAP will cover low yields, losses of inventory, or if you have prevented planting due to natural disaster. Natural disaster. Uh, and the first step for being eligible for the NAP program is you must purchase coverage for the 2022 crops. And the upcoming signups for right now are November 20th. You want to be in before that date if you want to sign up for perennial fruits and vegetables such as apples, grapes, blueberries, or caneberries. December 1st, if you are applying for honey losses or you have honey that you're raising. February 1st, um, we would be looking at anybody that's doing maple sap out there. Excuse me. And March 15th is going to kind of cover the most crops that we cover under NAP, um, which is your annual seeded um, crops, such as your vegetables. I know in some areas it does do the small grain, but most of our small grain in Wright and Hennepin County are covered by crop insurance, so we would not cover them under our NAP program. 
Um, so once you've purchased that coverage, um, you are covered on those crops. But if you have any losses, you must notify the FSA within 15 days of the occurrence of the natural disaster. Um, and like I said, this is called a notice of loss, so you need to get it, that to us. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have lost all your crops. It could be that you had a, a frost or maybe you had um, excessive heat and you're noticing your your crop is kind of um, showing some effects, so maybe you want to come in and let us know that there is an issue, um, that you, but you're still planning to take it to harvest. Now, if it is a loss to the point of... Um, you're not going to take that to harvest, and it has destroyed everything. And if you are doing a hand-harvested crop, then you need to notify the FSA office within 72 hours of when that loss was apparent so that we can get loss adjuster out there, especially with those hand-harvested crops, because they start to deteriorate pretty fast. So that's why we want to get an adjuster out there. Um, so that's what we want to make sure is happening in those areas. Um, and then, again, those commodities that you're – Putting under an app, they must be commodities that you're raising for commercial use. They cannot just be for your home product. And you will also be required to keep records to be able to provide and support your production um, evidence, which you will be required to submit annually. And you will also need to report those crops on the 578s in the FSA office. Again, if you have any additional questions or want to talk some more about NAP, go ahead and give the office a call. And again, that is Danielle's program, so you'll want to call and talk to Danielle. I know Renee has worked with that in the past, so she could also help you. Um, again, anyone in the office can give you assistance with that if you want to call and ask questions about that program. So, All right, and then just a couple of other little notes here before we go. Yep. Um, like we said, we're making payments, but um, I just want to remind everybody that um, in FSA, we have a fiscal year that runs from October 1st to September 30th. So we just started a new fiscal year on October 1st. Um, so I'd just like to remind everybody that during those first few weeks in October, sometimes we are unable to to um, act on contracts or do some cost sharing or other applications in the office until we are informed that they have allotted um our money for each of those programs. Um, it's kind of funny because sometimes you hear that they have passed the budget and yet sometimes with FSA they kind of dole that money out a little bit slower. Or um, So until we get the final approval on that, we can't act on those contracts and approve those a lot of times. So I'd just like to remind everybody to kind of be patient with us during the month of October as we're processing payments and waiting for the approval for those other programs in the office so we can process those. And then I also want to remind everybody that um, November 15th is the deadline to certify your 2020 crops for anything you, that you seed in the fall, such as rye, winter wheat, and also cover crops you might want to take a look at. So if you're planting any cover crops this fall, you might want to get a hold of the office and make sure you get those certified by November 15th. Um, I know last year... Um, Crop insurance did give an incentive if anybody that reported cover crops at FSA. I don't know if they're going to do that again, but it's always important to kind of keep those crops certified and up-to-date at the FSA office. All right. And then, yep. And lastly, you're uh, you're going to be retiring here later in the month. so um... I am. I have finally decided that after 33-plus years, it is time for me to go. <laughs> and I just wanted to, you know, just let you guys know that over the years um, – 
I've really enjoyed with working all the with all the farmers, and um, I couldn't do this job, and I couldn't have worked as a PT for all the many years in the different counties I did if it wasn't for the farmers and my staff and all my coworkers. And I am going to miss you all, um, but like I said, it is time for me to move on to other adventures in my life, and I am looking forward to being a, um, a grandma and spending time with my seven grandkids. So oh. again, I would like to really thank all the farmers in Wright and Hennepin County and my staff and all the, my coworkers, you know, for the great memories and all the friendly conversations that we've had over the year. And I'm really going to miss everybody. But but time is time, and uh, those grandkids, they, uh, they're not waiting. So No, they sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. Well, congratulations, and uh, thanks for all the years of, uh, of service. And uh, we'll miss our conversations, but uh, we'll, yeah. we'll look forward maybe to uh, meeting somebody else new in the office there. Yep. Yep. So in the in the meantime, they're going to have kind of a, um, a shared management CED until they are able to hire and fill my job. So hopefully in the next couple months, there will be a new face in here and they'll be able to move on from there. Very good. Well, uh, hopefully uh, folks there will keep us posted and uh, we'll keep you on the calendar here for, uh, for Spotlight for the department too. And again, um, congratulations uh, on a great, great career and uh, a much-deserved retirement. We hope that it's a, a great, great bundle of years for you. Thank you, Tim. All right, Peggy, uh, thanks so much, and uh, we'll talk with somebody in the office here coming up uh, in November. Sounds good. Very good. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. Peggy Reed with the Wright-Hennepin County FSA office in Buffalo, County Executive Director, and we have uh, chatted with her for... Uh, well, a long, long time here, the first Wednesday of the month, and uh, Peggy moving on to retirement. So we'll have a, a new voice, a new face, maybe in studio once in a while as well, and we'll keep you posted on that as well. That is our spotlight for you for today on KRWC.